Anaheim's got a little bit more entertainment to their team with McTavish and Zegers. I don't think they're going to be... There might be like the New York Jets after getting Zach Wilson, if that makes sense. Like they, there's a lot of pieces added to the Jets where it's like it made them exciting, but they still sucked. Anaheim might be that. Um, and then who's, I think who I was gonna say who's the Zach Wilson on the Ducks? Is that Mason McTavish? Is Mason McTavish? You know, actually, he kind of looks like it. it's Mason McTavish, the next young gravy of the NHL. <laughs> Kind of looks like it. I think he might. I mean, he does look 30 fucking two. is going on it is episode 124 of left side heavy the podcast presented by blue wire it's your boy jevin lafave as per usual we have our lad hey don barton and join from what we believe is a boston pizza <laughs> is ian mcschnotty in his silver tips gear with the reebok lanyard with the media pass i assume how we doing, kiddo? It took you about 15 hours to connect to the audio, but we sooner or later figured it out. Uh, I'm actually at a uh, I'm at a cactus club. Thanks oh, for asking. Oh, my apologies. Um, my apologies. Uh, and, and this this is yeah, this is my game ops badge, so people you know recognize me, and I don't get questioned by securities because I'm in the, uh, the arena restaurant where there is Wi-Fi and a place to plug my computer. Um, boys, it's good. Um. Busy. You said this was 124, Jevin. So this is almost the uh, the Matt Dumba episode. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Almost, kinda, sort of. Kinda, almost, sort of. Yeah, in a way, I suppose so. Yeah, we'll say the Matt Dumba episode. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm I'm trying to. There's got to be a referee who's got like 124, right? Because the ref numbers go up like triple digits for some reason. But yeah. I think I think I think players should be allowed to go up to triple digits. That'd be electric factory. I like I know it's not necessary, but I do think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd, it'd get a little hard to read, probably. I was like, give me four digits. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me give me four digits. Two on the top, two on the bottom. Fucking name bar. You ever yeah. had four digits on a jersey? Yeah. That that rocks. Sooner or later, Tyler Sagan's gonna have his phone number on the back, so you can get all the puck bunnies to hit him up. <laughs> Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah. Jesse Pugliarvi is trying to, you know, get as many numbers as he can onto the back of his jersey. Yeah. How many? How many numbers can I squeeze on here <laughs> without it looking too ridiculous? That would be amazing. Hayden, how we doing, buddy? You recovering from that Britain loss? Shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> no, he's recovering from fantasy loss. It's okay, bro. It happens. Yeah, I actually, actually, I have a pretty crazy fantasy story. So, 
I, I was asking. By the way, your girlfriend shredded us. Just... Oh yeah, yeah. No, like she beat all. Okay, of okay, okay. I I'll have I have two fantasy stories. She showed then. everyone the fifty states this weekend. <laughs> no, I I have two amazing stories about fantasy. So back in week two, I actually ended up playing her, and uh, I honestly was trying to be like a fantasy shark. And I was like, honey, I was like, okay. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins could be a low scoring game. Okay. In my mind, I was like, both great defenses are not, not a Miami of Baltimore. Buffalo. Yeah. Miami, Baltimore. Thank you. Both at what I thought great defenses, Buffalo, I'm kind of not sure anymore. Baltimore. Baltimore. Fuck me. Man. <laughs> it's a rough day. It was like me a couple episodes ago when I could literally man. legit okay. anything right. I'm not going to mess up anything else this time, I promise. <laughs> um, I was just saying to her, I think, I, I don't know exactly how two is still going to play. I think you should switch out Jalen Waddle for Mark Ingram, who was filling in for an injured Alvin Kamara. So he's going to get the bulk of the ch- touches, you know, no real big running back snake. Yeah, he is going up against Tampa. But I almost feel like there's a guaranteed 11 points. He got to he got to eight, but uh, Jalen Waddle got plus 30. Yeah. And <laughs> of course, I was going up against her. And if she had substituted Ingram and Waddle, she may have won. So technically, she should she should very well much be two and two right now. Um, but yeah, she's one and three, so <laughs> it's tough. Uh, and yeah, no, when I'm... you when you told her like, hey, uh, Jaden, so Waddle just scored like a sixty-yard touchdown, and she was like, I have him. He's like, yeah, I know. And I told you <laughs> to sub in the guy who just fumbled. <laughs> yeah, literally how it was. And you know what? Uh, we all make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Okay, I mean, I was perfect up until this weekend, until uh, Carrie ended up beating me in Dynasty. But you know what? It's an off week. Um, yeah, I'm still recovering from London. Double doink. Yeah, we all get it. Hey, Will Lutz still hit a 60-yard field goal, and I really can't ask for him to hit back-to-back 60-plus yarders. Guy has fucking nuts hanging down to his shins. I trust Will Lutz with my life. If a, if a slight gust had just, just blown it to the left, we would have been in overtime. And I'm not trying to be that guy uh, like every Saints fan is. But come on, man. What what were these penalties? Like, I I I can't I can't fathom it. I know we'll kind of get into a little bit of it. Uh, I know this bulk of the episode's not going to be football because we got some big shit coming up. Yeah. And you know what, Jeff? To stop my rambling, you fucking take over, bud. All right. Um. Yeah. So this episode will be skipping the NFL. Um. Oh, we're fully skipping it. Oh, okay. I just, there's a lot to get to, and if we, I just know us, and the more we get into the NFL, the less we'll talk about the NHL, but uh, it's NHL preview. Um, wait, 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 you didn't want me to talk about Geno Smith for 45 minutes and why he's going to win the MVP this year? That's <laughs> not why you brought me on? Oh, no, I brought you on I to was talk. Totally, I was totally misled. Oh. I brought you on to talk 45 minutes about the Red Wings, buddy. 
Oh, he's lagging. I'll take it. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, okay, there I it can, is. I can do <laughs> that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the NHL preview. Season starts on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, or whenever October 7th is. Um, I don't. I think that's Friday, actually. But it starts in Prague, I'm pretty sure, between Nashville and San Jose. But, yeah, it's the NHL preview. We're going to break down the divisions. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ian's going full robotic on us. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's fully glitched out. This we'll is see. this is the Wi-Fi then. Uh, fuck, what did he say? Cactus Club gets you? Yeah. Cactus Club at the Everett Silvertips Arena will sure get you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hopefully he joins us in a minute. But, yeah. Um. Oh, do we got him back? I get, I can hear you guys, and I know the audio is bad because I've done like social here. I know the audio in this arena is shit. Yeah. Uh. Before you you were saying something before you lagged out. It was right after we uh were talking about you talking forty five minutes on about Detroit. Well, the, I was gonna say the season opens on Sunday, isn't it? Or Friday, whatever. Friday. Whatever yeah. Friday. Whatever. Friday. Um. There's two overseas games. And then the North American games kick off on the 11th. So we're doing a preview episode as per usual, breaking down all the divisions, giving our playoff pictures, some a little bit of superlatives, our award predictions, and then capping it off with our Stanley Cup matchups and winners. It's going to be a fun episode. And if we have any bonus time, if we have a little some gas in the tank, then we'll talk about um our favorite moments of the NFL weekend if we have time for that. Um, Love it. But where do you boys want to start off? First of all, um, we were all in the same fantasy draft over the weekend on Sunday night. How do we feel about our teams? Ian, I'll let you go first, buddy. I'll be honest. I uh, I haven't even seen my team. Well, do you want me to read it off for you, buddy? I haven't even been able to log in, to be honest. Like, I, I haven't, I have to talk to you about getting the login straightened out because, like, like, fuck, the, like he's getting this, the Connor like, Evers treatment. I know you weren't there, Ian, but Connor, fucking, he couldn't log into this thing for shit. <laughs> hey, the, like the Wi-Fi, I'm struggling to communicate here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to figure out what's going on. Uh, what, what's my team? You can tell me. I did. I have no idea. I have no idea who's on. So wait, you weren't in there at all? I had to work on Sunday night. We had no, a no, game. I, I know, am... I know, I know. But but your team, I know you probably hit auto draft, but like your team was making picks like right away, and then sometimes not right away. So it was very weird. It almost was like, oh, maybe you're seeing for notifications. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, I like that guy. So okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So. Ian McNaughton. I can, I, I can have Thatcher Demko on my team. I have no idea. I'll tell you right now, you don't, because Jeff okay. stole Demko from me. So, okay. Ian McNaughton has Nathan McKinnon just signed. Oh, hell yeah. Becoming the highest paid player in NHL history. Artemi Panarin. Oh, sweet. Sebastian Ajo. Okay. Timo Meyer. Okay. Jack Eichel. All right. Jason Robertson. He needs a contract, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Vic, yeah. Victor Hedman. Oh, sweet. Owen Power. 
Okay. E- Evan Bouchard. Okay. Seth, Seth Jones. And I don't like that. Your bench is Matt Zuccarello, Brock Besser, Jake Sanderson. And this is where it might get a little dicey. You got Jeremy Swayman, Spencer Knight, and Logan Thompson as your goalies. You know what? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I like the, I like the top guys. Your team like is actually... If Jason Robertson gets a contract, your starting forwards are disgusting. Yeah. No, auto draft saved me. I did good. I did good. I'm going to... Where did Ian rank again on, like, uh, oh, our rankings? Remember. I know I rank top, so that's all I'm saying. I think Ian was middle of the pack, but I can't remember. Could be middle, yeah. Can I? Can I? All also we know. Honest? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ian. Um, so, not to expose Scott here, but friend of my pod, uh, SYP creator Scott, he sent me his fantasy team, and he's like, "Hey, you know what do you think?" And I didn't have the balls to say it sucked, but I did say, "Ah, your defense looks good." <laughs> <laughs> like, Fuck. it was. He, like it was, I, I want to see if I can pull it up here. I, I hope he's not listening. Um, no, I'm gonna yeah, cut it, this clip and post it on Instagram and tag him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Andre Svechnikov, Tim Stutzla, Drake Batherson, Alex Tuck, Vincent Trocek, Joel Erickson Eck, Nikolai Ehlers, Jamie Ben, Sam Bennett is his forwards. Um, his D is Kale McCarr, Cider, Nurse, Shabbat, Power, Drysdale. Um, bench Provorov, Marcus Foligno. His goalies are at least Markstrom, Gorgiev, and Gibson. So actually, his goalies aren't bad, but those forwards are. Those, yeah, those suspect. forwards were actually fucking. I, I don't know any of those forwards. Like when he, you were reading the mafia, and I was like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" He is in a league that counts hits and shot blocks. At point five points each. Uh, Hits are okay. a different. I was one. I was like, why does Marcus Felino have any spot on any roster? Yeah. Who? Why? Yeah. Um, but, anyway, no. Point is, is that Scott. I did not have the balls to say his team sucked, but that was a list of dudes that did not deserve much fantasy consideration. If we're being honest. I was playing against Georgia and Babe. If you're listening to this, even though I know you're not, um, <laughs> she had Luke Shen in her queue. And I'm like, honey, why are you doing this? She's like, he's cute. And I'm like, babe, take him out now. She's like, why? And I'm like, he is trash for fantasy. He's a great locker room guy, right? He's a great shower guy. You blue know. guy, real blue guy. Yeah, he's a glue guy. You know, keeps the team together, keeps everything on a positive note. But when it comes to fantasy, he's going he's gonna to be bottom tier, like below bottom tier. So, and I saw that and I'm like, sweetheart, I know I'm playing against you, but I'm not letting you do this because you will get trashed. Like you will get ridiculed no. and chirped if you pick Luke Shen at any no, moment. That's, no, that's where you got to let her, you know, pick Luke Shen and let her learn from her mistakes. Yeah. I just, I couldn't witness it happen. You could, you could, you could, you couldn't feel, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You can, on good conscience, on a good faith, let that happen. Yeah. All right, boys, let's kickstart this. Um, Ian McNaughton, as a guest, uh, guest and friend of the show, um, what conference and specifically what division do you want to start in? I want to start a little bit biased here, but I do think it's going to be fun, is the 
uh, Atlantic Division. All right. I wonder why. Um, can't put a finger is it, on is it. it but... Is it for my love of the Ottawa Senators? No, it is not because of my love of the Ottawa Senators. No. Because you want to talk about how suspect the Toronto Gold, Toronto Maple Leafs Gold tandem is. But yes. uh, we will. Do you want to go team by team or give a broad opinion on the division? We don't. I mean, to I'll, go, in- I'll, I'll, I'll go broad here. Like I think I don't. I think that division more or less won't change a whole lot. Like I think we more or less know who the top four teams are. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I I mean. Depends on how you feel about Toronto's goaltending. I know people feel differently about Boston. I know people are going to feel different about Florida. But it's still going to be a dogfight in that division. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about it, it's still going to be a dogfight. And maybe Ottawa sneaks in as a wild card. Maybe Detroit. Like I, I, I think it, I think it's just a fascinating division in terms of all the turnover that's happened. Yet I think the top teams are still the top teams, and it's going to be a fight to get into play. It's going to be a knife fight to get into playoff spots. Yeah, I agree. And Boston, I have like a few. I have like three points listed, three to four. Some teams have four, but I have three to four points for every single team. And for Boston, I just have injuries. Because Marshawn and McAvoy aren't going to be back until late November. Um, Taylor Hall is week to week. And Matt Grizzlick, I think, is going to be out the longest. He might be out, like, close to six months. Yeah. And, like, those are three, like, massive pieces. Like, Grizzlick is a huge top four defenseman for them. Charlie McAvoy is, like, top six, top seven defenseman in the league. You, You can even argue top five. Yeah, he's not flashing the offensive end, but he's great all around. And then Brad Marchand is one of the best left wingers in hockey, right? But they also got Krejci and Bergeron back for at least a year from what we know. The future, we'll see what happens. I just have them as the most interesting team going into this year because there's so much, like, I think they have solid defense i think their goaltending is solid as well i like swayman i think he's like in the same tier as ottinger where like he could be he could develop at a really fast rate and become one of the better goalies in the league it's just let's see how he does after a solid year and then their forward depth once they do get like fully healthy they could be really good it's just a matter of like will they be able to keep up with their injuries until everything gets back to healthy it's like Pittsburgh of just running, like we're putting the band back together. We're yeah. going to put the band back together for another year. We'll see how it goes. And as someone who drafted Jeremy Swayman in fantasy hockey, <laughs> I love Jeremy Swayman. I think he's great. <laughs> um, I've never said anything bad about him. No, I like that. Like, and doesn't, doesn't the Bruins feel like a team though, that will just like, they'll be in a play, like injuries aside, they'll just be in the playoff hunt come April. Yeah. Like, they'll find a way. They're the Boston Bruins. They just find a way to just, yeah get in and, and be the most menacing, tough team that nobody wants to play against. Yeah. It's like you said, Ian, it's going to be a dogfight. But Hayden, do you have any, like, just on the Atlantic division in general, not even like Boston, like, no, it doesn't have to be Team Pacific, but like Atlantic division in general, is there any, like, is there a team you're focusing on? Do you have an eye on, like, any sort of storyline? Do you have an X factor? Like, 
What's your thoughts on the Atlantic division going into this year? I'm looking at the Atlantic division right now, and I'm reading their names, and two teams that kind of sparked my interest uh, that weren't necessarily in the mix last year uh, are, in fact, Ian's Red Wings. In fact, uh, I might be high on their uh, their head coach and the Senators, man. Like, the Senators had a great offseason, and I, I like those two teams it's kind of mixing it up a little bit, you know, kind of getting into the mix, maybe kicking off, uh, in my opinion, the Bruins and maybe even the Panthers. Like, it's hard. Obviously, it's hard to say. There's so many fucking games in the season. Injuries will come and go. Can't wait for my my fantasy team to just be decimated. I'm not exactly sure how many people I have uh, from the Atlantic Division, but it's... Uh, yeah, it this could be one of the most interesting divisions, I think. Yeah, I think there can be a lot of it could be like a revolving door of teams in a playoff spot. It could, yeah. It literally could change like every week. You'll have like a team that's up by three wins or yeah. by three points, and then the next week they'll be down one. It's like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, and like I think <laughs> divisional matchups are gonna be more important than any other division. Hundred percent. Um just because Hayden, like you said, I think Detroit and Ottawa can make at least like be the Detroit Lions in the NFL. Maybe they will be in the playoffs. Maybe they won't even be close, but they will make all their games way more interesting. And I think Ottawa has a better chance of getting into the playoffs than Detroit does. But I still think they're teams that like will just wreak havoc on what are considered the big boys of the Atlantic division. And obviously you got teams like Tampa Bay where I don't see anything changing with them until like John Cooper goes or Vasilevsky's out for the entire year. I don't see them slowing down or like any of their narratives changing, Mm -hmm. but I really think like Ottawa and Detroit can give teams like Toronto just a really hard time because if Toronto's coming out with the fucking headlines that Marner's going to be playing defense, what are we doing here? <laughs> like That's their way of getting a right shot defenseman is putting their best forward or one of their best forwards back on D and their goalie tandem is very, like I said at the beginning, very suspect. Like how will Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov fare? Because it just seems like they got two B-level goalies, like two backups battling Mm -hmm. for, you know? It's not really a 1A, 1B. It's a 2A, 2B, right? Yeah. And will they be able to – I think they're going to be a playoff team, but, like, will they be able to, you know, sustain that going into the playoffs, right? Ian, what do you think about that? I – I – there's part of me who really wants there's part of me that does want the Maple Leafs to do well because it is really cool seeing Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner uh, and John Navarez and all those guys do what they do because we have not seen that. Like the level of production from those guys is incredible. On the other hand, it's almost a war crime to pair those guys with Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov as your starting goalies. Yeah. Uh, that that feels kind of illegal, 
but <laughs> it it also is what you do when they're taking up you know a large chunk of your salary cap yeah. it just is um you know toronto should make the playoffs i'm a little concerned about them on the back side of things even like getting down in the defense like if their defense core gets injured for whatever reason it's a bit of an older decor if they get injured yeah little concerning um concerned with the goaltending i i don't know if i'm concerned enough to say that ottawa or detroit are gonna like overtake them for a playoff spot same with boston i'm not sure that i'm concerned enough about the bruins to say that they aren't gonna make the playoffs but it's concerning i am yeah. worried yeah no it's definitely a thing to take into account and even like yeah i just think I, i'm i think buffalo montreal they're they're gonna be maybe like league pass teams where like they might be fun to like watch, especially with the full season with St. Louis and Caulfield. Like, I hope Caulfield just tears it up this year, but I don't think they're gonna make any noise when it comes to the playoff race. But they might just be fun to watch. Montreal is definitely gonna be a good hockey night in Canada Saturday night. Have a beer and watch like. I feel like there's going to be a lot of five, four games that they're on the losing end of, but it's at least going to be entertaining. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the vibe I get with Montreal. No, I totally agree with that. And Caulfield looks more and more electric every time I see him. Yeah, He looks way more confident. It seems like St. Louis is getting to him, which is something Ducharme couldn't do. Fuck, he sent him down to the A. Like and then he can't, comes back to always coach and Caulfield's like rookie of the year numbers in terms of points per game. So overall, I'm asking both of you guys. I'll let Hayden go first. If you had to put an X factor on this division, kind of like we did with the NFL preview, if you had to put an X factor on the Atlantic division, just whatever storyline this X factor plays into what do you think is the biggest one going into this year? Oh man. Uh, the X factor for this division, I say, I don't want to be that stalemate and say, is it the Leafs getting over that first round hump? You know, even though you could come back to the same, well, there's still going to be water in that. Well, um, the Red Wings, honestly, like the Red Wings, uh, what, what is going to make them, I feel, as a, a competitor and maybe even the Bruins? Are the Bruins finally, like, I know you guys are talking about them making the playoffs, but like, <laughs> what if they don't make the playoffs? You know, what if they're not uh, the big tough team that one team's going to have to go through near the end of the uh near the end of the uh, time when it's starting to come towards, you know, getting into a uh, seven, seven game hockey. Yeah. I think that's my X factor is just the uncertainty. Uh, I feel with the Bruins and the uncertainty I feel with the Red Wings, but going in two different directions. That's fair. Ian, what about you? I want to say the Florida Panthers and I can't decide which group of the Panthers. I'm going to say forwards because they made a big change getting rid of Huberto. Um, you know, Florida had their best year ever last year. Just 
best year points yeah. wise and they moved away from it they 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 you know they traded for Matthew Kachuk who's a guy I really love a guy I really like a, a, a contrasting player from Jonathan Huberdeau but now with the Panthers it's kind of like are are they better than they were a year ago and I don't think Florida is I don't think Florida is going to be putting up what a hundred and ten points or whatever they put up last year. Like, I just don't see them doing that. I don't think they're scoring as many goals as they did last year. I don't think they're winning as many one goal games as they did last year. I just don't see the Panthers being as competitive this year as they were last year. And I think that's going to impact this division. That's going to be a real game changer as to if the Panthers not only may not be a top three team, are they going to even finish in the wild card? I, I, that, that's, you know, that could be the difference between somebody making it and somebody missing it. It's just Florida not being the, the 110 point team they were last season. No, that's totally fair. Um, I think there's going to, Florida's going to be a team to like pay attention to because they didn't just lose like Huberto and Uyghur. They lost the depth pieces like Marchman and Duclair's going to be out for a while with the Achilles injury, right? So a lot of their depth scoring isn't coming back. And I think that's going to play into how this Atlantic division plays out, especially Florida specifically. And I think Kachuk brings more overall to the game than Huberto does. He might not be as high flying on offense, but he's still like a hundred point guy. Like he's put up those numbers. I think Kachuk can be like a 90, 90 point guy on Florida, but they lost a bit more depth on defense. And I think that could impact how Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight plays. That's a great point, by the way. I'm I just wanted to pull up Florida's cap friendly and their their defense right now, as we record this, Aaron Eckblad, Brandon Montour, Gustav Forsling, Radko Gudis, Lucas Carlson, and the everlasting gobstopper, Mark Stahl, of just taking <laughs> up a defensive spot that doesn't need to be taken up. That's Florida's top six. That's their six yeah. right now, according to Cap Friendly. And Good I, luck. Th- I think Montour, a lot of his years were like a product of a bad team because he was yep. on, spent some tough years in Buffalo. But there are some definitely uncertainties with him. I think Forsling is an uncertainty too because we have to see how he breaks into that top four. And even maybe pairing with Ekblad. Gudis is just a, like, he's a beast. Former Everett Silvertip. Shout out. But, yeah, Florida's definitely an interesting team. I still think they're a playoff team, but I just don't think they're going to be that high-flying offense we see, like, last year. Uh, My X Factor, I think it's no doubt Toronto's goaltending. Can they, can they stop the puck? Because if they can't, then Toronto's in trouble. Because you Matthews can co- score 60 goals, but if they're going to be in, like, letting in four goals a game, like, Toronto's just going to need to figure something out. Like, trade picks and prospects for, like, a Semyon Varlamov who can actually, like, be stable back there. Right? Like... Just trade for something because if you're going to want to go over the hump and not only just get past the first round, but have cup con- cup aspirations, like 
their fans always say every single year. Like, you're going to need to figure... Like, you can't have Matt Murray. He's not that guy like he was in 2016 or 2018, wherever the fuck they won the cup. Like, they're going to need to figure it out. And I don't know if this is the goalie tandem. Like, I think he might have a bounce-back season. Like, he'll be better than he was on Ottawa. But I don't think he's... We'll see. But that's my X factor is if they can get... 2016 Matt Murray, then they could be dangerous, but I just don't think that's the case anymore. So yeah. we'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, we'll flip over to the Metro, which I think might be the best division in hockey. Um, who I once gave it to, um, the Central, but then Winnipeg went off the right, wrong side of the cliff, and Chicago is just not even a team anymore. And also Arizona joined the Central, so wah, wah. But the Metro. <coughs> uh, yeah, Arizona really took the average down. <laughs> really def- deflated the GPA, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Hayden, the Metro division. Looking over it, you got Carolina adding depth. Goudreau going to Columbus. Um, Barzell resigning, extending his time in the in New York. Um, Congratulations. There's <laughs> there's a lot of different ways you can go in this direction. Philly is clearly trying to get Bedard on their team next year. But what do you look at, or do, what do you see when you look at the Metro division as a whole? Man, I see, let's see how many. I see out of eight teams, like, Seven of them <laughs> could be somewhat contending uh, in every which way. And honestly, this this speaks to me like it does with the Atlantic uh, division, how you know, some of the top teams can be switching in and out week by week. Yeah. Um, and like the Rangers might have, you know, goalie of the year. <laughs> Uh, the Jackets, you know, I feel like a lot of people are overlooking Columbus. Uh, I feel like Goudreau could really be, like, a key piece. And then and then the Penguins, like, and Washington have some of, uh, two of, like, the longest tenure players ever on their teams. Yeah. And, you know, you can never count those two. Uh, this division, man, this, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Ian, what catches your attention when you look at the Metro Division? There's, there's so many good teams. Um, you know, I'm inclined to say that the Metro's booming, but you know, <laughs> kind of cliche. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious. There, there's, we talked a little bit about it in the, with the last division. A lot of teams running it back, like Lou Lamarillo literally didn't do anything. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna take the summer <laughs> off. I don't want to work this summer. Yeah, I'm just gonna bring everybody back and we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna throw our name in the mix on every big free agent possible and every big trade and then just let my fans down. That's that's his work with like placing phone calls, not signing conscious, just like hey, let me put in a phone call. That's the like, that's oh. the Guys, I tried. I I put in phone calls. I just couldn't make it happen. <laughs> Lou Amarello, the old man, still thinks that long distance, you know, 
calling is like a, a serious impactful thing. It's like, bro, you're Wooker an NHL team. He's still okay. sending his contracts and envelopes via birds. <laughs> yeah, little, little carrier pigeons. Yeah, carrier uh, pigeons instead of email or fax. Fuck, I was gonna uh, say fax, thinking that was kind of old. <laughs> that's why it's that's why it's taken so long. That's why he never gets them signed, is because the pigeons are still on their one way ticket to the free agents. Oh <laughs> uh, la- damn! You, I you, you, sign you, there. He doesn't even have like you know tracker chips in a pigeon. Like he just like sets the pigeon off. It's like all right to Edmonton. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> it dies like a minute into its trip. Yeah, he does, but he doesn't eat. know that it's just a carrier pigeon. He just thought he was you know sending an offer. Um, no, like the Islanders, Islanders could be good. I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh is running a back. Uh, Washington is running a back. Um, I like every here's the thing. Everybody in, in that division, you know, thinks they have a good team. Nobody really needs to make too significant of changes outside. I think, like, Washington got Darcy Kemper. You know, the Rangers and the Hurricanes haven't really done a whole lot. The Flyers are just – if you're not going to be good, at least be entertaining. They're going to yeah. be a shit show, and that's what the Flyers are. But I think more, more or less, you know, even the Devils, they're like, the Devils think they have a good team. The, yeah, they they should be, you know, they should be all right. But most teams just like, yeah, we think we're good enough and we think we can compete and they're just going to go and, uh, and run it back. You're clearly leaving out a vital part of this division. Yaroslav Halak is on the Rangers now. So I think the Rangers might have the greatest season ever. Are we sure about that? <laughs> Are you is sure it, about that? Oh, uh, this is you know this is a classic you know big brain GM move of like Halak has failed in his last two locations and it's like yeah surely we're the team that's gonna change like surely he won't <laughs> fail in New York yeah it's surely like, hey, he might. team market yeah the Big Apple you know, yeah like you know you see this with guys like you know fucking you know not. The- <laughs> Not to bring him up, but like, you know, Antonio Brown, where like Antonio <laughs> Brown got like two extra opportunities that he didn't deserve because people were like, yeah, it's going to work. And it, and it did, I guess, in Tampa, but like, also he flamed out. Like, also he just left. He was done. And like, yeah. It, not, to, not to say that like, lack is like Antonio Brown, but in a way, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, surely this guy won't, you know, suck here. And he might. He might. That's the thing. He might. All right. What are the odds that Halak exposes himself in a pool in Dubai? Come on, show me those odds right now, Ian. <laughs> uh, that's 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 boosted on FanDuel. You can parlay that with, uh, you Antonio know, Brown getting signed to a team. <laughs> yeah, parlay that for plus twenty five hundred odds only on FanDuel right now. And uh, Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. <laughs> well i was i was gonna say and you know and matthew stafford actually looking at you know uh alan robinson. robinson alan robinson yeah um make sure you use promo code left side heavy to uh tell <laughs> tell them for, we sent you for a ten dollar free bet yeah that that's fucking awesome only talking about it oh yeah no um no, so so, yeah, yeah he's on the range yeah something about hockey i don't know 
<laughs> uh, Barzell got eight by nine point one five. Uh, do you think that is an overpay? What are your thoughts on the contract? Sure. I mean, who else were the Islanders going to spend that money on? Anthony Beauvillier? Yeah. Right. Okay. Go for it. I listen. I there is like a thirty percent part of me that actually thinks the Islanders are going to be like good this year because they don't have the same coach because they are not playing a Barry Trot style. Like they actually yeah. could be like an offensive juggernaut. The problem is that they have Anthony Beauvillier and like a bunch of other people. Yeah, no, you're all good, bro. Um, we know, we guy. Him and I are close. Do, um, I to, uh, do I have to mention his name in the feature part of the episode? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't remember what his name is either, so probably not. Featuring um, Ian McNaughton and Ops guy, Ops dude. <laughs> they, they let me skate here when all the kids are done, so I try to be on his good side. Um, yeah, no, I think Barzell's cool, and I think you know, good for him. Yeah. Again, with all the like, the Islanders need somebody to like build around to like market the fans. Like, hey, here's a guy that we can build around. Here's a guy that we really like. That's what Matthew Barzell is. Probably a bit of an overpay, but like for a star, for a guy you can market, yeah, it's probably you know probably about right. And also, I think Barzell was a uh, victim of Barry Trotz's system. Yeah. Like Trotz is a very defensive-minded coach dump and chase like it's it's a boring style of hockey it worked it got them the two eastern conference finals and they were one game away from the stanley cup final but um yeah there was this loud ringing in my ear and it threw me off threw me off for a second but anyways um i think barzell I think this contract will work itself out, especially with the cap going up in the next three years. It's supposed to jump to like ninety million. So I think that this contract will age well. I think Barzell is gonna be back to like his rookie year numbers were like around ninety points because the new Islanders coach is supposedly to be more offensive minded. Um so I don't hate the contract. I think they're Signing him for what he's going to be rather than what he is now. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, people don't like the Islanders because they literally didn't do anything, but they could, they could be a wild card team. Yeah. Goaltending. They have solid enough defense. They got good goaltending. You know, what if Bartell scores 90 points this year? It could happen. 100%. 100%. I think they're going like, to be in the race all year. Yeah. Like, I like that's why I'm not upset with the deal. Like, that, I, I'm not upset as other people would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Goudreau. He is projected to line up with Patty Lyonne. Uh, Lyonne is rookie year, put up 36. Following year, I'm pretty sure he put up around 44. He has soon regressed since then. Do we think he goes back to his old ways? Hayden, I'll um, one-time it over to you. How are we feeling about the Goudreau-Lyonne connection for Columbus going into the season? Uh, short answer, no. Long-term, yes. Uh, I think it'll be like any 
connection that you have to make. It's not just going to happen like that. And if it does, all the power to them. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen this year. Um, but like you got to give them at least you know some playing time. Yeah, because that's it's so rough. That's like a quarterback getting a a brand new wide receiver. It's like, you know, o- it could... it's like OBJ and Baker when they first. Exactly. Everyone was exactly. horned up about that pairing, and then they did legit nothing all year. <laughs> Both in Ohio, too? I don't know. Something about that just spells yeah. bad mystery. But, no, I, I think this could be a good pairing down the line. Uh, I don't think we'll see. We'll see, like, flashes here and there, but we won't see anything consistent for the first little bit, I think. That's fair. Ian, what do you think about the Goudreau Lion A connection? How do we think it's going to shape itself out? I mean, Hayden's right. We're probably not going to see it for quite a bit because I don't know anybody who watches Blue Jackets games. But I, I think, you know, really <laughs> with Columbus, like, they'll be good. I, I, I like Columbus in the fact that, you know, they're building towards something. And we've seen a lot of this in the past of, like, Carolina or New Jersey signing Dougie Hamilton. The Rangers signing Panarin, all these guys signing is a big deal, and an anticipation of the team being good. Columbus will be good; they'll figure it out. They got a lot of you know prospects along, along the way. I, I'm not too worried. Like if the Blue Jackets miss the playoffs this year, it's not the end of the world. They got eight years to make this work with Goudreau and Line A. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we're gonna run back uh, another X factor for the Metro. Um. It could be a player, anything, anything. What do we think is the X factor in the Metro division? Or what's your favorite X factor, at least? Ian, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to you. I'm going to say the Carolina Hurricanes goaltending. Because... Ooh, I love that one. I like that because, a lot. Because Freddie Anderson was really good last year. He was really? on his way to being a Vesna candidate until he got hurt. Until he got hurt. They arguably should have beat the New York Rangers last year. And up 3-1, yeah. Except they, they had to put except they had to put in something Kochikov. Peter Kochikov. Kochik I can't I don't even they had to put in that guy as their goalie in like game seven and just like it, it wasn't meant to be. If they, they can for, get the goal And they forgot that road games mattered. And yeah and they forgot that like you know you have to win games outside of your home arena it's kind of important um if they have goaltending really good gold even not even really good tech goaltending like if they have like average to above average goaltending this year that's a team that can go to the finals i don't yeah. see why they can't because they they have everything else surrounding them they have everything else they need to succeed that's my that's my x factor in this division yeah, I think that's a really good one because it really impacted them last year. Yeah. And um yeah, I just think they need if they want to I think this is a copper bus year for them. Maybe like not like they're they're in a like three-year window where they need to make this work. Um because you never know how long Brett Burns got and Patrick can only stay somewhat healthy for so long if you get him back like you never know when he's gonna get hurt again he came back for vegas for like three games and then was out for the rest of the season right so carolina's like they got to take advantage of their elite team this year and i think goaltending is a big part of it 
And Rod Rendemore is one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. Like you have you literally have one of the best coaches in the league. It's all there. Figure it out. Put yeah. the pieces together. Exactly. Hayden, I'll go over to you. What do you got as an X factor? What's one of your favorite ones, at least, if you have a few? Well, I think my favorite one is just seeing exactly how far Ovi can uh, chip away on this goal record. I love that. It's... I think I think his over under was like forty two and a half or like forty four and a half. Hell oh yeah, man! That like that just the under screams so nice. But if it's anything that we've seen, it's gonna be over. You know, like well, just put again... Ovi at the top of the ring. Let him snipe power. What is Dr. Pepper in his Gatorade water bottle? Exactly. All all he needs. Also, can I just say, if you're betting OB unders this year, you're lame. Yeah. That's that's so lame. That is is so lame. Like, yeah, no, I don't think, I think he might get 40. He's not getting like 42 and a half. No, fuck you. Like, that's not even cool, man. Like, you're just lame. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree, but I I just want to see how far Ovi kind of chips away at this. I know there's so many more different X factors, but the one that screams to me is just, you know, Ovi Ovi has it, Ovi yeah. has it all, and it's only going to be a matter of time before he actually passes that record. And Wayne Gretzky is only wow, yeah, this is fucking incredible. Yeah, that's a great storyline to follow. Um, I already I don't think he needs a goal record to be the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. I think he already is. But I um I think that storyline of Ovi catching Gretzky is one of the best in sports. Um, my X factor is Malkin for Pittsburgh. He's had trouble staying healthy the past couple of years. I think they need him to stay healthy if they want to make take advantage of their last few years of this window that they have. Because I know Latang signed on for like what six years, but. Malkin only signed for three. Crosby's like, I'm going to play three years and see where we're at. Like, who the fuck knows where this Pittsburgh team's going to be, even after this season. And so I think Malkin's health is massive because he's like point per game when he's healthy. He's really good and clutch, dynamic. He's great when Crosby's out. It's like he's he has the ability to carry a team. It's just that he can never fucking stay healthy. And me, the idiot, took the risk of taking him in both my leagues this year. I have Malkin. I ran the risk. Mind you, my keeper league, Malkin fell to me in the sixth round. That was when my first pick was in the sixth round because I traded all my picks last year. And Malkin was there. And I'm like, God damn it. I didn't (laughs) want this to be the position I was in because I was in the same position the night before. And I took him because I'm like, it's if he stays healthy all year, it's a bargain in the sixth round. But I think that's the main X factor for the Metro is um, Malkin's health because that could, I think, impact Pittsburgh's standings um, on whether they make playoffs or not. And and I can't wait, you know, if Malkin's injured, I can't wait to see like who the next like Ben McMillan or whoever the fuck random dude comes up from, you know, Wilkesbury Scranton. And yeah. you know, po- puts up forty points for the Penguins this year. Like, who the fuck was this guy? Yeah, because Rod- this guy. Yeah, because now Colorado has Rodriguez, and Rodriguez was that guy last year. Yeah, and so like career high of like twelve points, and the next thing you know, he gets like forty-seven or some shit. 
getting first line minutes with you know the kid <laughs> like yeah playing on yeah playing on Crosby's wing something like that's that's great that's so cool. Um, how last thing before we go to our uh, standings, how do we think backs or like Washington will fare with Backstrom being hurt for the first bit of the season? Do you think it's going to impact them a lot? Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> not great. It's not ideal. It's not, not what ideal. you want. No. But do you want again? Do you want to bet against Washington? Like, do you want to, to bet against? Yeah. Like, do you want to bet against? Ovi and I mean Darcy Kemper is I think an upgrade over what they've had in goal. Like from a team perspective, I think it'll be fine. It's just it it hurts losing the player. Like it hurts yeah. losing that guy for a while. Yeah. I agree. Um all right. Eastern playoffs. We are going to run through um our standings. We will do like top three in each division and then our two wild cards. And then if you want to sprinkle in like who was going to be in the race for the last spot? I have a few teams for each conference. Shoot them to me, and we'll um, we'll go from there. Hayden, I'll go to you first. Hit me up with your Eastern Conference playoffs. So it's the top three of each division, and then two wild cards, right? That yeah, and, and yeah, and it could okay. be from any division. Ooh, man. Okay. Uh. My top three in the Atlantic, uh, I'm going to have to go Tampa and Toronto, as is tradition, and then Detroit. Oh! Yeah. We got Detroit. You've, you've made me a fan. Soon. You've made me a fan, Ian. You made me a fan of Detroit. Uh, and then the Metro, I like the Rangers. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I also like the Hurricanes. And then I also like I like the I like the Devils. Oh I had my eye on them too, but New Jersey, two spicy takes for their third spots in each division there. And then I also like the Penguins and the Senators. Okay. So he Hayden has Florida missing the playoffs and Washington missing the playoffs. I think I think uh, it's going to be a battle between like Ottawa and Florida, and I think Ottawa could could do it just because of how much Panthers have lost this uh, off season. That's fair. So who do you have in the race? Um, do you do you think Florida is going to be the only real competitive team chasing that last spot? Florida or Washington? <laughs> That's, That's fair. Like it's it's such a it's such of a toss up, but yeah, if I had to go with one, it'd probably be probably be Florida, just because they've shown promise. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Ian, what are your Eastern Conference playoffs looking like? So in the Atlantic, I have Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston. And Boston. All right. In the Metro, I have the Rangers, the Hurricanes, and the Capitals. Okay. And my two wild card teams 
I'm going to go with Florida as my first wild card team. All right. And I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as my second wild card team. It's kind of chalk, but it also like depends on where those teams finish. Yeah. hundred percent. I really, I, if Hayden wasn't going to pick Detroit, I probably would have just gone full bias and, and thrown the Red Wings in, but I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> and uh, You're who, welcome. Do you, who do you think is going to be competing for that last playoff spot? Because, I mean, I, I got Pittsburgh. You know, you know who I, you know, I want to say even Buffalo. Like give a little Ooh. sprinkle. I want to give a little sprinkle of love to the Sabers. I don't trust their goaltending, but I do. Like there is a thing of like that it ended well for them last year. Like the vibes feel good with the Sabers that I I kind of want to shout them out and respect that if they can carry that on through the rest of this year. I don't think Tage Thompson's that good. Uh, I think he's gonna hit have a regression season. But I I kind of want to see the Sabers be in the hunt i think this the sabers i think will be in the hunt in the final month of the season there's my hot take they'll be like they'll be like within five points entering the final month of the season i love that hot all right my atlantic goes like this tampa toronto florida i think florida secures that top three i got the rangers carolina and pittsburgh and the metro so we all three of us have the same top two and he's um, division and then my wild card is Boston's taking the first one, Washington's taking the second one, and my team that's going to be in the race is the Islanders and Ottawa. I think they're going to be dueling or at least going to be in contention with Washington for that last spot. But I think Boston's going to have it secured. But I think the Islanders are going to give Washington a tough time. And then Ottawa might come for the party for like 15 minutes and then dip out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, I showed up. You're going to buy me a beer? Okay, I actually got to go. And then they might just like, might not be able to last with them. But that's who I got in my Eastern Conference. So Hayden's got Tampa, Toronto, Detroit, and the Atlantic. The Rangers, Carolina, and the Devils in the Metro with Pittsburgh and Ottawa taking his wildcard spots. I love that playoff picture. That would be so much fun. It's Ian, different. It's different. I fucking it, respect it, the shit out it, of it. It is. It is. It is. Hayden's probably going to be right compared to yeah. us. Probably, yeah. I, I respect it. Ian's got Tampa, Toronto, Boston, the Rangers, Carolina, and Washington with Florida and Pittsburgh taking up the wild card spots with Buffalo battling for the last spot. And then I got Tampa, Toronto, Florida, Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh. Or no. New York, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and then Boston and Washington. All right, that's our Eastern Conference. Let's kick it over to the Central Division in the Western Conference here, because of course we got to finish it off with the best coast, you know, the Pacific. For last, all right, GEZ, calm down. <laughs> the left coast, the left. <laughs> no, coast, no, that's blue face coast. line. Sorry, that's my bad. Um. All right, so we'll get this team out of the way. Uh, ASU. Arizona, <laughs> the home of the Kachina. Um, basically, all I have for them is: will they trade Trickran or and is it Berdard season? Because I think both are true. 
but Chikrin is going to be a wild card because there are some St. Louis and Ottawa, I've heard, are the two teams really pushing for Chikrin, but they just don't seem to fucking move him. And I hope they do so I can just stop hearing the fucking Puck Empire posts on how many teams are interested in Jake, <laughs> Jacob Chikrin. Then, but... then somebody... I feel like somebody tweeted like over the week. I, I swear I saw something over the weekend of like rumor. Sources say rumor has it that the Coyotes willing to cha- trade trick Chikrin, you know, to a good team for, you know, you know, for a bunch of assets or like yeah. some, some stupid thing. It's like, no shit, dumbass. I could have told, <laughs> told you the Coyotes are interested in trading Jacob Chikrin for a bunch of assets. Yeah, I would. Why wouldn't you? The Coyotes are interested in trading Jacob Chikrin to Edmonton for Connor McDavid. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. don't say, actually. Like, interested in trading him to Toronto for Matthews and Marner. You don't say. Really? <laughs> of course they'd what be interested the, in that. What are the odds? Yeah. I, was, I saw this post, and it was like NBA free agency, and it was like, J.R. Smith has agreed to sign with the Lakers. The Lakers have There's, not. The Lakers have not agreed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, would agree to sign to play with LeBron, but doesn't mean the Lakers will want to agree with that. But, yeah, that's all I got on Arizona. They're going to be a dumpster fire this year. Um, and I think the next team, Chicago, as well. I think their only interesting storyline with them is, is Patrick Hane and Taves going to get traded. I think they should trade Taves to Winnipeg. Yeah, man, that would be. I think so that'd be sad. hilarious. Why would that be hilarious? Oh, Jonathan Taves, you want to play for a winner? Uh, well, here are the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> they got win in their name, so <laughs> they must That's be some winners. sort of winner. Yeah. <laughs> I I I. I, I, yeah, I could care less about the Blackhawks, but I do. I actually think the Coyotes are going to be are more entertaining than the Blackhawks. Oh, 100%. Just, just in terms of just like, here's some dudes. And they're going to be playing at ASU, dude. That atmosphere is going to be packed. It's yeah. going to be a great time. They also don't have a racist name. True. Also true. That 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 goes a long ways. And Arizona has the best jerseys in the league, so they also debatable. got that going for them. Very debatable. No, it's clear cut, buddy. Clear cut. <laughs> but other than those teams, because I think the rest actually have some decent storylines. Um, what do you guys look at when you look at the Central? In my opinion, the formerly best division in the league. Um, because there was a point where every single team in this division was like pretty competitive. Yes, even Arizona, when they had like Taylor Hall, Darcy Kemper, um, Phil Castle, like they were actually pretty competitive at one point. So I think this division has gone downhill in the past few years. But what do you guys look at when you see the Central Division? The Avalanche and Predators. <laughs> I was going to say, is anybody besides Colorado good? Yes. <laughs> I mean, like. I should go, good. I should say not good, but like, is any, can anybody like make, make a it run? past them? Yeah. Like, can anybody make it outside of the first round besides Colorado? And obviously somebody will make it out of the first round because of how the playoff format is. But like. I think the I, Predators could. I have 
don't know if it's a spicy take for you guys, but I have one. Let's hear it. I think the St. Louis Blues can make a run at this division. I said that last year. Yeah, like, Ian I was think... really hot on the Blues last year. I remember listening to some of the episodes on uh, Speaker Peace. I like the Blues, and then I, they got worse this offseason. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I, I, got a funk, have... I got a funky feeling about them this year. You know what, Jevin? I will sell you my blue stock right now, and you can have it. I, I, I don't. I'm good. I don't. The problem is that I just like I want the blue. Like the Blues seem like they could be a team that could do really well in the playoffs. Yeah. They have the the making of a team that could do well in the playoffs. But do we know who their goalie is besides Bennington, their backup goalie? I remember Tell seeing you. it. I remember seeing it earlier. But uh I don't think it's anyone the fact, notable. The, fact, the beam yeah. is Zarenko. Never mind, it's no one notable. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh uh, Joel been... Hofer? Oh, Joel Hofer, former part of the Winterhawk. Yeah, no, listen, this this yeah, I I'm I'm not sold on the blues. That's fair. Damn. Ian is out on the blues. PSA. Um what's good with Jason Robertson? So Dallas owner. Dallas Stars owners come out and said he doesn't like paying the young guys when Jason Robertson has had three good years in the NHL and totally deserves a good contract and he just won't get paid that, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But what are your opinions on this whole Jason Robertson dilemma? And do you think he's going to get traded? Ian, I don't I'll, think, uh, I don't... I'll, go, I'll throw it over to you. I don't think he'll get traded, but there'll be some sort of bridge deal that they'll like, whatever, three years, six million. He'll get, you know, six million a year for three years. They'll figure it out. I want to say that, but like this Dallas owner is so fucking stubborn that like he doesn't want to move off the rock that he doesn't like paying young guys. All right, well, then maybe don't pay Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben all that fucking money, huh? All right? Like, <laughs> like, 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 I'm sorry you don't like paying play- good players. You're too busy paying bad players. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I'm, I have no idea. Robertson's been like a 70-point guy ever since he's come into the league. And now he's just not going to get what the money I think he deserves because he's proven enough, I think. He's proven enough. He's been the best player on the team the past three years. And now he just won't get any of the money that he should get. He should already have. The fact that he's still in a contract dispute amazes me. But... It's October. Like, it's literally October. And, like, the like one of the best, like, star players, in, one of the top, could I say top 30, top 20 wingers maybe in hockey right now? Yeah. Doesn't have a contract. Which is just laugh doesn't out loud any... funny to me, which doesn't make any sense. It's so NHL and it's so hockey. I'm just like, yeah, no, you know, one of our star players who we'd love to be able to market and he's playing on a, a, a you know, a Sunbelt team. Yeah, he doesn't have a contract because, you know, owner doesn't want to pay him. It's so cool. It's like, so fun. All right. <laughs> okay. I guess. But yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But. What is some storylines, or I guess we'll go to this first. Um, Blake Wheeler is no longer the captain of Winnipeg. I haven't touched on that yet. But what are our thoughts on him getting stripped of the captaincy? I think this is just like a kind of 
changing the culture for the team. I think they want to go in a different direction sometime soon. But what do we think about Blake Wheeler no longer being captain? Hey, maybe, just a, maybe just a, hey, man, you're, you're getting kind of old, bro. Like, you ever thought about uh, maybe retiring? Like, or we might trade you. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so like a better I mean, team. At, at the age of 36, though, like, what else are you going to be other than a, a depth guy or a locker room guy? You know, you're not really bringing anything. You're kind of like that. Oh, uh, you're kind of like that apprentice, like that old apprentice that doesn't really want to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I did my first year and now I make enough money where it's like, uh, if I went to school for like another six weeks, yeah, I could be making $8 more, but I don't need to. So I, yeah, maybe you should just leave then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like maybe, maybe just don't be here. Yeah, it's um I think it's just kind of like a San Jose type of thing, like just changing the captains just to kind of maybe change the narrative around the team, the culture or whatever, try to shift it in a different direction, go captainless for a few seasons maybe. But I don't I don't know. I just didn't it was all right. I was like okay, he's no longer captain. Can I just, can I just say for Winnipeg like if I had to do like a, a graph or like a chart of like four quadrants of like good and you know good and entertaining, bad but entertaining, bad and not entertaining, Winnipeg is like at the very far bottom left quadrant of like bad and not entertaining. There is nothing exciting about the Jets. They hired, yes. they hired a a boring coach. They have a boring team. My, I think they could are they could arguably be the worst team in the NHL this year. They could they could in like unintentionally finish worse in the league. Yeah, that's fair. I think at some point the conversation of blowing it up is going to intensify. It should have already been done. Like it should have I, just I done it. This, they, they should have just done it this summer, but like they didn't. I one hundred percent agree. I think it's. Already should have happened, but I think those talks are going to get even like stronger, and I think it will happen within the later half of the season. I think they'll start just trading. Shifley should be gone. I think he just needs a change of scenery. Um, he could still be like a good player. He just needs a he just needs a new place to play. Wheeler, I think he's just on the back nine. He's on the back six. Of his career, Kyle Connor. Are you gonna say uh, give another take for Kyle Connor? How many goals is he scoring this year? Is he gonna like, score fifty like, this year? No, he's gonna score like twelve. That team sucks. He's gonna have nobody passing him the puck. Um, I, 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 they, yeah, that that they they should just trade everybody and start over. They should they should trade Andrew Ladd again just to you know intensify how <laughs> how much of a teardown this is just to really set the tone i hate i this team sucks i i i don't we've spent too much this is like talking about the minnesota vikings we've spent too much time talking <laughs> that's perfect but um i want to talk about colorado for a bit because ian what are your thoughts on the have i got your thoughts on the mckinnon contract 
Uh, no, because uh, I mean, I don't. wasn't isn't he like signed for like an extra like hundred grand more than McDavid? Isn't that the the deal with it? Like he's like he basically like six. he basically like McDavid bid four hundred and Price is right, and McKinnon went four hundred one. Like that's yeah. essentially what he did, and it's just like fuck you, man. That's not cool. But uh, no, he's Nathan McKinnon. He's like one of the top three players in the league. Like yeah, he's getting what he deserves. I think it's a that's a, that's a deal you sign, right? If you're the Avs, if you're McKinnon, yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I um, I also wanted to talk about so Nazem Kadri. He's a Calgary Flame now. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. I think Colorado, like, I think they're going to be just as good this year. I don't think there's going to be any problems with it because I think there were some players that, given a bigger role, they could produce. So maybe not an 80-point clip like Kadri gave them, but, like, I think each player, given a bigger role, can just contribute more, which can equal out the same, pretty much. But Alex Newhook, he's in line to be the 2C, and he's one of the more underrated, like, fun players to watch because he brings a lot of electricity to the game. And... How do we think he's going to fare as the second-line center as he's projected right now for Colorado? I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I've, I've seen, I saw Newhook a couple times when he was with the Victoria Grizzlies, so we're shouting out, you know, BCHL. We're shouting out Junior A hockey, too. Shout uh, out. Shout out. Um, I, I like him. I think it's a good fit. Um, and, it, again, good teams just find the guys – to replace the guys they like they like Colorado's so good there they they have guys eternally like it's not a big yeah. deal they'll figure it out yeah they're not stressed Joe Sackett's not worried he's not panicking Jared Bednar's not concerned like they got their guy I, yeah. I think they'll be fine Hayden what about you how do you think um do you think losing Kadri is gonna um make this team worried at all in any way you know, when you first just asked this, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe. But you know what? Ian just reassured me. No, I, I don't think so at all. Like, <laughs> Joe Sackick won the GM of the Year Award for a reason. And I I don't think I don't think that it's going to stop him just losing one player. Like, yeah, Godry was a was a big um, he was like a big key piece, not just even on the ice. But like storyline, I know all the storylines weren't that good, you know, coming out of just the bad racial comments that were made against him. But like he had some pretty good news around him and I feel like it boosted, you know, kind of morale. But uh, no, I, I think the avalanche will be just fine. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, All right, we'll go to the Pacific Division. And I think this is a pretty underrated division in my opinion um i think there could be a lot of good playoff races obviously i think san jose is like in the dirt of the pacific there's always one team in the dirt of every division and i think san jose is that team for the pacific uh anaheim's got a little bit more entertainment to their team with mctavish and zegris i don't think they're going to be there might be like the New York Jets after getting Zach Wilson. If that makes sense. Like they there's a lot of pieces added to the Jets where it's like it made them exciting. 
but they still sucked. Anaheim might be that. Um, and then who's, I think who I was gonna say who's the Zach Wilson on the Ducks? Is that Mason McTavish? It's Mason McTavish. You know, actually, he kind of looks like it's Mason McTavish, the next young gravy of the NHL. <laughs> kind of looks like it. I think he might. I mean, he does look thirty fucking two. He does not look like he's nineteen years old or whatever he is. Oh yeah, no, he's younger than me, and dude looks like he's got a full, like, full head of hair, full beard. Like, I could never. Yeah, he looks like he's been—he's a vet in the league right now, but he's a rookie. But, um, Hayden, what are your thoughts on the Pacific Division? There's a lot of turnover in different teams. Um, some key pieces added and lost. Um to some teams but what are your uh, thoughts on the pacific division i think of all divisions i think the pacific could be the worst division hot take maybe but like i i don't think the flames are going to be uh as offensively uh, they weren't even really off- well no they were offensively firepowered they had 300 points uh for like one line, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, can't ask for much better than that. No, you you really can't. Uh, <laughs> I think the Oilers are gonna do kind of relatively the same. Maybe pull off a couple wins more than they should have because of goaltending. But like, uh, the Knights, eh? The the Kraken, eh? The Sharks, uh, stinky. Uh, the Kings, eh? The Ducks, eh? Even though I kind of like the Ducks' direction on where they're going, and obviously the hometown Canucks, I like their direction, and I think Demko's a top top 10, arguably top 5 goalie when he's on. So it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the Pacific Division, like it could be just the top three teams in the Pacific just make it to the to the playoffs. Fair. Interesting. Yeah. Ian, what are your opinions on this division? What kind of sparks your interest? What sparks my interest in the Pacific? Well, uh, I've been talking about this team for like the last three years, so I'm going to say the LA Kings. They need to figure out a, go- a real like, long-term goaltending situation because yeah. I don't think Jonathan Quick is that, and I don't think Cal Peterson, who I believe is starting his extension this season. I don't know if he's the guy. I don't know if he's got that dog in him to be that full-time starter that they're looking for. Um, Edmonton? I think... I, I want to I like the Oilers, but they just do so many d- stupid things. Like, you know, signing uh, Darnell Nurse to an extension, giving Evander Kane a place to play. Giving Jake Vertan in a PTO. All that stupid. Um, I'm kind of like drinking the Kraken Kool Aid a little bit, maybe because I'm okay. here in, I'm, maybe because I'm in the Pacific Northwest, like Seattle area now. I'm I'm kind of drinking it a little bit. You know, you got two centers. I think the goaltending will be better than it was last year. I like Bjorkstrand. I think that was. I, I think Seattle had one of the better. One of the better off seasons in the NHL. It, it really could not have been any like with compared to how their season ended last year. It really could not have got any worse than what it was last year. Yeah, 
Like the vibe, like the vibes feel better too. That's the thing about the Kraken is like the vibes feel better. Like people feel better about the Kraken now than like six months ago. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think they got a lot deeper forward core. I think Justin Justin Schultz, um, being like in the top four of the defense uh, in their decor, I think is can help them a lot, especially on like power play and everything. Grubauer just has to play relatively good because he did not play good last year. He is probably one of the worst starting goalies in the NHL. And him and Drieger too. Like Drieger, yeah. and I know Drieger was injured for a bit, but like Seattle spent, I, I want to say like close to like 10 million in goaltending last year. And it, and it flopped. Like it was a major yeah. flop. Like it, it was just, it was bad. It was not good. And Part, like just just because of how you know regressing to the not even regressing to the mean but like getting back to the to the mean and they have a new goalie i believe sean burke is their new goalie coach like now yeah. i'm really diving into the deep end of it but like they really like the goaltending should be better for the crack in the shield yeah let's hope so because i mean i don't really care because as a canucks fan i want them to like do much better than the kraken but grubauer if seattle wants to show any sign of competence or even being competitive, they need good goaltending because they just did not get it last year. Um I want LA. What's gonna happen with Quentin Byfield? Ian, I'll like, go to you. Because like, he was like some people were saying he would be better than Lafreniere. And mind you, Alexi Lafreniere hasn't been great either, but Quentin Byfield is yet to make a dent in this league. And yes, I know injuries have kind of prevailed him, and like he hasn't had the best luck. But how do we feel about him this season? I think this is a massive year for him. I think he has to show that he's NHL ready. But what are your thoughts on Byfield going into this year? I I really like. I'm excited for Byfield. I think when, like, now I'm really getting deep into this, you know, critical thinking, but that's that's a team situation. Like, the LA, like, By, Byfield has been a, a byproduct of what the King situation has been, where they're a team who's been really patient. They're not rushing anything. Like, they have, like, the Kings have one of the best farm systems, farm pools in the entire league. They, they're not rushing to try and be good because they have all this talent coming up where the Rangers needed Laugh and Capocaco to be good right away because they're trying to be good right now. It's the same thing with, say, Ottawa and, you know, Stutzla and Brady Kachuk and Shane Pinto and Jake Sanderson. Like, they're not rushing those guys because they know that the pool will be there and they will, they will be good in a few years. That's why, you know, LA's not, you know, throwing Byfield into the Wolves right away just because they know that, you know, they 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 can they can you know have you know short term failure is all right so long as it leads to long term success and the Kings really feel like a team and I think they truly believe that they can have long term success. So yeah. I, in short, I I do think Byfield with this the rest of his team getting better, he will be better. He will be more successful. All right, uh, Hayden. Looking at this division, or I guess I want to think about Calgary. How do you think Kadri, Huberto, 
how do you think they're going to gel together with the vets of Lindholm, Mangiapane, those kind of guys? Man, that that is something that like I can't even fully answer. You know, like looking at it on paper, looks great. Yeah, looks looks amazing. Uh, on paper, their team looks good, but I kind of feel like this might be the same way Calgary's in a certain or Columbus is in a certain situation, and just gelling together. I have no idea. Like, it could go so poorly or it could go so good. You know, it it almost kind of reminds me of, like, um, (laughs) it almost kind of reminds me of the Brooklyn Nets. There might be too many cooks in this kitchen. You know, like, Lindholm and Kadri, obviously I think Kadri's getting uh, 2C. But, like, I don't know. I, it just, it kind of scares me. Kind of scares me away from from the uh, flames. And until I see something, I, I can't make a I can't make a good prediction on how I feel like it's gonna go. Do you think it's a matter of panic patching in the roster? That is a perfect explanation for it. Just because of how much they lost with Gaudreau and Tuchuk, I feel like, yeah, it could be kind of panic patching, as you said. And that makes so much sense. <laughs> Ian, do you think the Calgary offense, at least, is going to gel well? Or do you think it might have uh, trouble um, kickstarting, I guess? I, yeah, I know. I think, I think that's fair. Like, I think the first six weeks of the season are probably you know going to take some getting used to. Like, I think by about American Thanksgiving, like, we might see the Flames start getting into action and start, you know, get, kicking it into high gear, what we think they should be. But that's the thing is that, you know, nobody has patience anymore. We all want things right now. So, like, you know, three weeks into the year, if the Flames are, you know, three, six, and one, four, six, and one, and they, you know, they, they've lost, you know, by two or three goals in some games, everybody's going to be like, oh, this is failure, you know, we're, pa- we're hitting the panic button, whatever, whatever. Like, there's so, there, it's a long season. It's a long year. Like, if it doesn't happen right away, it'll come eventually. Like, there's there's too much... T- this is... <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Brooklyn Nets thing. Like, where there's... Like, there's too much talent for this thing to fail. There's too much talent for this not to work. You, they just have to put it together and they'll figure it out. And they have a coach who can do it. They have a yeah. coach who I think can make it happen. That's fair. Um, Vancouver. I want to talk about them for a bit. A little trouble in the front office area. Um, not commenting on um, a few different things. Aquilini being accused of mental and physical child abuse, which does not look good on the organization at all. Um, they fired a in-house um, employee, Rachel Dory, if I'm not mistaken, and they refused to comment on any of that, and it was shortly after Bruce Boudreaux uh, said that she was promoted. So that doesn't look good. Um, there has to be, There's a lawsuit coming in of some sort and she's hired lawyers and everything like that. 
So like nothing really looks good um for the Canucks right now, especially since the season hasn't fucking started yet. So love to hear that as a fan. Yeah, it's Rachel Dory, so I wasn't mistaken. But let's talk about the team itself. Just the players, no drama or whatever. The top nine looks lovely. I am excited about this. I think Kuzmenko is going to be a fucking beast this year. I'm really excited for him. Besser is coming into this this year with a clear head. Um, It's very unfortunate with what happened to his dad and what he had to deal with last year because Quinn Hughes, he was just on 32 Thoughts, the podcast with Friedman and Jeff Merrick, and he was saying, like, the first, before the season started, until, like, the last time Besser saw his dad before the season started, and then the next time he saw him, like, six months later, his dad got way worse. So, Besser didn't necessarily know the degree, and he was worrying about his dad, and the next thing you know, he saw his dad in not the greatest shape, and then his battle after that Besser was going through a tough time and I think that can really deteriorate an athlete's performance and just mental energy towards anything right so I think with the passing of his dad I think it just helps him just clear his head for the season and obviously you never want to see any family member go but I think just on in terms of hockey like he's not going to have any of that weighing down on him anymore mind you he just got thumb surgery but he seems to be stick handling again and he's back on the ice training so i think a huge x factor for this pacific division i'll just jump to it is one vegas's goaltending but we'll get to that later but i think just brock besser and i think that or at least not even an x factor but a storyline i'm following is besser bouncing back from his very difficult year last year, all-encompassing. But I went on a rant, didn't really know where that was going, but I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on just the Canucks' outlook with everything going on. Their top nine, their thin defense, Demko could have a Vesna year, Besser, clear head, Horvat contract year. There's a lot going on and a lot to look forward to, but what are your guys' thoughts on the Canucks and their season ahead? I'm just excited because I'm finally getting into uh, hockey uh, more and more and more. And obviously, I'm doing more things that I've ever done uh, relative to hockey. And having a hometown team that, you know, maybe could do something is kind of nice. I know they're not going to be world beaters. Just because you hear and see all the different names that are world beaters, and you're like, well, we're kind of nowhere near that. But I mean, definitely could make a, a big run. Yeah. So I'm excited. Two things. Um, one, I don't know who's playing defense for the Canucks this year. No idea. I know Quinn Hughes. Yeah, it's pretty thin. Um, Tyler. Pretty thin. New segment, Ian tries to name Canucks defenders. Quinn Hughes, Tyler Myers, OEL. I saw their Travis six. Dermott. Oh, is Dermott? Yeah, yeah Travis Dermott. Shen. He's hurt, but oh, yeah. 
Tucker Pullman. Jack oh Rathbone. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not good. Um, the second thing, uh, since I'm not living in Vancouver anymore, uh, I am uh, really disappointed that I won't be able to go to Canucks games and have Costco hot dogs before the games. Um, rip. You hate to oh, see it. Hate to that's, see it. That's that's the best part. Of, arguably the best part about going to the Canucks game is standing uh, in, in, in after getting your food but not out in the rain waiting for your food. Yeah. And then taking up, taking the spiral stairs and walking over top of the street through that. Yeah. It, 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 like you've already had a couple beers, you've already pre-gamed on your way over, and then yeah. you're getting Costco hot dogs. It's the life. It's 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 you know it's truly remarkable, and you know it's a night to remember, should, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a movie. It's a movie when you do that. <laughs> yeah, life's a movie. Life's a movie. But- yeah, I'm excited for the Canucks. Do we think this is going to be a big year for Horvat? Do we think the Canucks trade him at any point um, at the deadline, depending on how they're doing? Like, if they're not in the playoff spot, do you think Horvat gets traded? Do we think he gets extended? Does any of our defensemen get traded? Does Pearson get moved for space? Like, there's a lot of players that could get moved with Horvat on the, like, it's a contract year. And according to Friedman, he's estimated to be worth seven and a half million range, which Canucks don't have that space. So do we move him? Like, what do we think happens with Horvat throughout the year or after the season ends? I think you kind of got to do something. You know, if if you can't afford him, you're not just going to push other pieces aside for, you know, someone who's I just had up his stats here. Uh, who hasn't scored more than 20 or no, he hasn't, he hasn't scored more than 31 goals in a season. And that was his best season last year for goals, at least. So arguably, I think you'd have to move on from him, uh, find a suitable team because he's even said it. He doesn't want to go through a rebuild. Yeah. You know, he wants to play on a contending team and whatever that is. I have no idea. Uh, I don't think it's here uh, unless they're doing, unless the Canucks are doing something and, you know, they're kind of making waves. That's fair. Ian, what do you think? I mean, if you get rid of Bo Horvath, who are you going to have on the bumper spot on the power play to, you know, or just like, he's so much more valuable than points. That's why it sucks. It's because he's great at face-offs. He's great two-way. And he can score 30, which is like, you're not going to find that everywhere, right? But yeah. it's just a matter of finding the space for it. Which, which is also kind of funny with the JT Miller thing, where it's like, well, we couldn't find anybody to trade for him, so we'll just give you the extension. Yeah. And mind you, this extension itself wasn't bad. It's just how old JT Miller is relative to, to that extension. And any, any, any other assets on the team where it's like you do that while also knowing that you don't really have defense and you have your captain needing to be resigned. Yeah. So it's a funky situation that the team's in, but we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But we'll uh we'll give our Western Conference playoff seedings here. Um Ian. I started with Hayden last time. I'll start with you this time. What do you got for 
the Pacific. My my or Pacific. the Western the Western Conference playoff okay. picture. Well, let's do Western Conference. It's gonna be a little spicy, a little spicy. Uh, I very have, nice, very nice. I have Edmonton number one. I have Calgary number two. I have Vegas number three. Those are my those are my Pacific teams. In the Central, I have Colorado. Yeah. Nashville. Yeah. St. Louis. Okay. I. Yeah, I, I, and my wild card teams. I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go, L.A., and I'm gonna go Seattle. You motherfucker. So I I don't have Dallas making it. Um, don't have Dallas making it. Don't Vegas have Vancouver making it. Don't have Vancouver making it. All right. It's very you spicy. Have the Golden Knights making it. Wow. It's spicy. Seattle making the playoffs. I have Seattle sneaking in as my last team, last wild card spot. Interesting. Interesting. Like a little drama here and there. It'll be crazy if Seattle makes it, but they have some potential that could be a fringe playoff team, but I don't know if they'll quite get there. But, hey, what about you? For me, uh, the Pacific Division, I also have the Oilers at one. Um, and I know I said I was really feeling unsure about the Flames. Uh, but I mean, Markstrom can steal so many. I, I have the Flames at number two, but it ain't going to be pretty. And then I have the Kings at number three. Okay. And then for the Central, I have the Avalanche, Predators, and the Wild. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think, I think there's still, they still could do something. I like yeah. Flurry too. Yeah, I like Minnesota. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild, man. Thanks. And then uh, the wild card spots, just because I want to see them do good. Give me the Canucks. Okay. I feel like you have to. And then, man, who's well? Who's more deserving? I think I'm gonna have to give it to the Blues. The Blues. Yeah. Who were you uh, deciding between there? I was deciding between the Ducks or the Blues. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. You're tickling Scott's fancy with that I statement. Say, I didn't realize yeah. you've been talking with Scott. I, 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 <laughs> Zero contact with Scott. Cle- clearly, you've been talking to him more than I have because I had <laughs> no interest in taking the Ducks whatsoever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... um. My Pacific is Edmonton at one, Calgary two, Vancouver three. And then my central is Colorado one, St. Louis two, and then Nashville three. And then my wild card is Minnesota wild in the wild car, which is pretty wild. Use that three times, baby, not just the two. And then I got Vegas in the second spot. 
That's uh, that, that's three pumps. You get you get flagged for that one. That's oh yeah, true. Copyrighted yeah. podcasting yeah. taken away. Yeah, tough. that's tough. That's a podcasting foul. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Dallas not making it. We um, all have da- we all have Dallas missing the playoffs, huh? Yeah, because the biggest want one in the fucking. I don't. League. I don't really like Dallas. I don't like their vibe. Yeah, I don't like them either. All right, so we've got our Ola recap here. Ian's got Edmonton, Calgary, and Vegas. That's sitting top three in the Pacific. The Central is Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis in the Central. Um, top three there. And then LA and Seattle in the wild card. Hayden in the Pacific has Edmonton, Calgary, and the Kings. In the Central, he has Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota with Vancouver and St. Louis in the wild cards. I got Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver in the Pacific. Colorado, St. Louis, Nashville in the Central with Minnesota and Vegas rounding out the wild card. Could be fun. Could be fun. It will be fun. It's going to be very entertaining. Now, to the final leg of the show. We got, or I guess the second, but it'll be quick. We got superlatives. Also some superlatives here. I hope you guys kind of thought of some. Got five here. And we'll go one by one here. Who do you think, compared to last year, will be the most improved team this year? Ian, go to you first. Do I say it? Say it. The Kraken. No. Uh, Yes, but also no. Uh, I want to say the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Um, Red Wings. Um... I don't know that they're a playoff team yet, but they're still gonna be good. Like they're still, I think they'll still be good. They're gonna be mean. Um, and it, you know, as Red Wings Twitter is saying, just wait till we get to the playoffs where people have to face Ben Sherratt. Look out. Um, no, I, I, I listen. I think the goaltending will be good. They have a really good uh, platoon. It feels like a better version of what Toronto's trying to do. Um, <laughs> The young guys are looking really good with, you know, Raymond, Sider, Simon Edvinson might be on the uh, starting lineup for or top six opening night. And, uh, you know, who 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 can resist uh, Daddy Larkin, D-Boss, Dylan Larkin, uh, the captain, the leader of the Detroit Red Wings, who I think are the most going to be the most improved team this year? Hayden. Over to you. Well, I wanted to say the Canadians, but I don't know if going from last to the middle of the pack and missing playoffs is going to be a an improvement. Um, and I also was looking at the Red Wings, considering I had them in my playoffs. Uh, but I think one team that will be a lot better uh, is the Islanders. Oh, I like that one a lot. That's a good. That's a good. That's good. Actually, that's a, that's a solid. I yeah. like that one a lot. I think they're going to be improved as well. I agree with you. I think they're going to be a. I think there's score a lot more goals this year. Um, I agree. Which isn't hard to beat after they fucking barely scored last year, but they also had a season from hell last year. So I think they're prime candidates to be improved. Um, I got Ottawa. I think they're going to be a lot more competitive. Um, the record might not show that, like they still might lose a lot of games. But 
I think Talbot strengthens up their goaltending. I think their defense, especially if they do end up getting Chikorin, their defense is a lot stronger, and they added to at Giroux to their forward group, so I think they're going to be improved there as well. Um, team primed most for regression. We'll rattle them off here. I Well, I think for me it's the Panthers. Since yeah. I don't even have them making it. Yeah. yeah. Florida's my team primos for regression as well. Florida, yeah. Florida's one definitely that comes to mind. I'm trying to – can I say Toronto? Yeah. Is that a hot take to say Toronto too? Because oh. I think the goal goaltending and defense, like, I'm definitely more concerned about those two positions than I w- was a year ago. Yeah. I think Toronto is going to regress this year as well. I could see it. Uh, yeah. What team has the most pressure this year? Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> yeah. I got Carolina. Also I think, very I think, applicable. I think they added a lot, and I think a lot of people have Carolina very highly touted, which I think puts a lot of pressure on them. I. I think I think here's the thing. I don't think anybody's getting fired in Carolina if they don't win the cup or they don't make the finals this year. If Toronto doesn't get out of the first round, people are losing their jobs. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, sleeper uh, oh, team. I was oh. also gonna say I was also gonna say Edmonton has a lot of pressure on them because they have the two greatest players of our generation and they haven't won fucking shit. Just wanted fair. to throw that out there. Yeah, I think Edmonton has a lot of pressure as well. Um, sleeper team. The Senators for me. I've already kind of stated, given mine away, I think St. Louis is a sleeper team for me. You know what? I'll say, you know what? I will do it. I'll say the Kraken. I think nice. the Kraken, I think the Kraken, not I think really you're being, on track for that one. And not, not being, here's the thing. They're not getting talked. The reason is that they're just not getting a lot of press, right? There's not a lot of people talking about them. And I know that's people because people think they stink, but I think it's also just because last year was so awful that it really cannot get, it cannot be that bad again. I I just I seriously doubt it can be that bad. Um, sleeper player, who's a sneaky sniper this year, not just for like goals, but like who's a... you you ever you ever heard of a young kid named Moritz Sider? You do you think he's gonna be like Norris conversation? Yeah, I think he's gonna be up there. I think, I, dude, I, like I, I, I like he, he, he will be on this. Not maybe not Macar level, but he's gonna be like a tier below, like the Macar Adam Fox, like top five D man in the league, no doubt. That yeah. dude, that dude rocks. I love cider. Hayden? And not just and not just the player. <laughs> Alcoholic cider, Ian. Yeah. Okay. I did. Uh, man, there's there's so many people. Uh, honestly, I like Nashville a lot, and you know, the more I did some mock drafts, the more I looked into it. I like Philip Forsberg. Like, I don't think he's gonna be like a world beater like anyone, but like. I don't know. I see a lot of people kind of hyping him up. Yeah. And I've never really heard his name. 
Interesting. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, maybe this is a good year for, for Forsberg doing something, kind of making a tread, you know, at least I mean, in Nashville's case. I mean, he did get 42 goals last year. So See, like, that but, was something I didn't know at the time. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. The, the, the problem, the problem with sleep, it's not like it's problem with sleeper. It's like people don't talk about hockey enough. Like there's like the attention for all these guys just is not like. Yeah. You could argue that Jason Robertson is a sleeper player because there's not enough people who are talking about him. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like he should be getting more attention, and that's more just on hockey in the NHL and how they market. Yeah, that's See, a good point. I now know why. Uh, the year before he only played thirty nine games and had twelve goals. Yeah, and the year before that he played sixty three and had twenty one. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a very good point. Uh, mine is Alex Newhook. I think he's going to take a big jump Ooh. in the second line center role in Colorado, and he's kind of going under a lot of people's radars. All right, NHL awards. Do you guys have yours ready? I do. I'm ready. We can kind of just rattle these off. And if you have a little bit of a sleeper pick, you can kind of throw yours in there, but we'll just go with your main picks here. But if you really want to touch on a sleeper pick that you have for an award, then you can say that as well. We will start at the very top. President's Trophy. Who is the best team in the league? Hayden. The best team in the league, uh, I think this year, will be the Colorado Avalanche. I feel like they have a pretty easy division and they were one they were one team off of doing it last year and I still like them this year. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers. Kind of wanted to say the Oilers but I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go the New York Rangers. Mm. Solid one. pick. Yeah. Um the Hart goaltending. The heart. I I sound like a broken record here. Uh, Connor McDavid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Connor McDavid. Yeah. I got Connor McDavid as well. Ted Lindsay. Hayden. I feel like this could be like again, maybe broken record again. Austin Matthews, like Austin Matthews. Okay, yeah, like I like that. Not a bad pick. I'm gonna throw some love for Nate McKinnon. Ooh, let's go. Okay, I love that. I'm going to go Connor McDavid because whenever he wins one, he typically wins the other. Um, <laughs> the Norris. Hayden. Didn't mean to hit my mic. Uh, again, Kale McCarr. I, I feel so I feel so dirty just doing all the favorites for it. Yeah. Yeah. You ever, yeah, you ever heard of a guy named Adam Fox? Boom. Oh, love he's Adam gonna be, Fox. He's, he's going to be your Norris winner this year. I also really like Victor Hedman again, just because yeah. he's yeah. such a surefire guy too. He's been like nominated for the Vesna like seven or eight straight years, which is <laughs> crazy. Uh, I got Cam Carr running back again. He might have a better year than last year, and he played great last year. Uh, the Vesna. I'll go first here. If the <laughs> Rangers, if the Rangers are winning the President's Trophy, then I think Shosturkin's winning the Vesna. And I also think that Igor will win the Vesna because I think the Rangers will be like a, a top uh top team as well. I'm gonna go with arguably the greatest goalie of my generation, Andre Vasilevsky. Not a bad pick either. 
Mm-hmm. I think Demko is a sleepy pick here if Vancouver makes the playoffs. And then also for the Norris, I have this really good feeling about Quinn Hughes this year. I think he's coming in with yeah. a chip on his shoulder. And I'm just, I think Hughes is going to have a Norris level year this year. I, I think, like... I think he's going to, you know how typically Charlie McAvoy slipped out of the top three a lot of the time? Like, I think Quinn Hughes is going to be up there. I think he's going to have a big year this year. I'm looking at DraftKings. Uh, Quinn Hughes has the same Norris odds as Moritz Sider and Miro Heiskanen. I have this great feeling about Quinn Hughes. I think he's on better teams than them. And he was given, like, uh, updates at the end of the year last year. Roman Yossi shot the puck 110 more times than him. And he was just like, I got to step up my shooting. So I think he's just going to have a lot, a bigger year. Uh, rookie of the year, the Calder. Who we got? Hayden. I'm going to go with Kent Johnson. Oh, great pick. Yeah, I feel like he's in a better situation than uh, kind of the top three consensus is. I think I saw his odds at like plus 1,200. Where great odds, like the, yeah. The top two were 400, and then the uh, one in between was 700. So I'm like, mm. better situation usually kind of leads to rookie of the year odds, unless they get force fed. Yeah, that's fair, Ian. Uh, I'm gonna go following on my crack and love i'm gonna go with maddie Beniers, which is also kind of a, a silly pick because like i think shane wright's probably gonna get some votes you know his way as well uh my dark horse though logan thompson if mm. i have vegas if i have vegas making the postseason either i gotta go with logan thompson that's fair a, I, a that's a good pick i got Beniers as well he's first line center first line power play he's gonna get and i saw that short Sided snipe that he had in preseason is unbelievable. Uh, Selkie, best defensive forward. Um, I got Sasha Barkov. Um, taking this, I just he's gonna be the newfound Bergeron for this trophy. Uh, Ian, who you got for this? Yeah, I I got I got Bergeron. If they're if they're gonna have him play one more year, they'll give him the trophy too. Oh, that's that's a good point. Narrative based. See, I didn't want to make it narrative based. I wrote down. Yeah, but Tuchuk. like, okay, but, okay, I wrote but down Chuck and Bergeron, but I was like, literally Bergeron just because narrative based, but to Chuck because he had some like, um, uh, I don't know, he had a lot of block shots last year in Calgary, so why couldn't he do it in Florida? Fair. Half and of these awards. I think Florida's gonna be bad. Half of these awards are narrative based, so like. Yeah, that's very true. That's a good point. Uh, Jack Adams, coach of the year. Well, if I'm so high on the Red Wings, I have Mr. Derek Lalonde. Oh, let's go. I love that oh. pick. I love that pick <laughs> so much. Um, I'm going to go Jim Montgomery. That was I was flip-flopping between my pick and him. I was flip-flopping between them. I'm again. I'm looking at DraftKings. the The top four Jack Adams leaders are Sheldon Keith, Jay Woodcroft, Jared Bednar, and Gerard Gallant. All guy. I mean, except Keith, but like three of the four coaches who made the conference finals last year. Way to go out on a limb there, DraftKings. Way, way <laughs> to, way to, way to, you know, way to be controversial. 
That was like your hot take at the beginning of the year. Uh, Bills are good. Hot take. Bills are good. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Um, Mine, I was flipping between Jim Montgomery and this guy. Landed on this guy, Mike Sullivan. That coach yeah. for the Penguins. I think Pittsburgh is uh, being a little slept on this year, and I think they're going to finish top three. And typically it's more of a preseason expectation to where you finish as opposed to finishing the best. Um, the Rocket Richard. This is kind of why I have Austin Matthews winning the Lindsay, but the uh, the Rocket Richard trophy as well for Matthews. All right. Ian. Shane Wright. <laughs> no. <laughs> Matt even no, no. You know what? I'll go with this guy. I'll, I'll say David Pasternak. David Pasternak? I'm going to go Pasta. Pasta. Yeah, I like I, that. I I mean, that would be, it'd be hilarious if he was because, like, everybody would be like, fuck, the Bruins got a 60-goal score. Shit. <laughs> fuck. I got, I got Leon Dreisaitl. That's that's probably that's probably the right pick. And then the Art Ross, most points. I think this is chalk. See this one, I put Leon Joyce Okay. Mm-hmm. I think maybe uh, I don't know. Edmonton could have the most. They could have a three hundred point line. As well. That's not a bad take. No, I don't think so. Oh, especially with Kane, another year. Yeah. Sheesh. Ian, who you got for Art Ross? I'll go Mc. No, yeah, I'll go McDavid. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was about to, I was about to change halfway through. No, I'll do McDavid. Connor McDavid. Yeah. Connor McJesus, baby. Yeah, I want McDavid as well. All right, that is your awards, and now one more, the biggest award of them all, the Stanley Cup. We will each give our Stanley Cup matchups and winner along with our Con Smythe. Hayden, who you got in the Stanley Cup finals and who you got winning and who you got getting the MVP? Uh, Battle of Canada. Canada is winning is winning really? the cup this year. It'll be the uh, Leafs versus the Oilers. And wow. Connor McDavid will be your uh, MVP. And... Edmonton winning the cup. Wow. That is spicy. Or, or just, be, Toronto. just because you got Toronto making it past the first. <laughs> wow. I'm insane. The so Battle of Canada. Okay. All right, Ian. I don't know how you're going to fucking top that one, buddy. Yeah, but... I know. I, I, I might as <laughs> well just leave now. I might as well just head yeah. out. That's it. That's the, that's that's the that's the pick, Jesus. Um, yeah, pay your bill at Cactus and fucking head out, bud. Yeah, yeah. Can I get this to go? Um, no. Um, uh, I'll go with the Tampa Bay Lightning making their fourth straight appearance in the Cup. And I and I. Yeah. I, I'll say that it's a. I'll say it's a rematch. I say Colorado gets back. I think it's gonna be Colorado. Oh, wow. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. If they, if they make it back to the final, the whole hockey world's gonna go ape shit. But the question, it's not like if Tampa gets back. It's who is they? Who are they gonna put on IR, LTIR all year to make it happen? Yeah. 
DraftKings should be taking bets on that. Yeah, true. Um, my pick is Carolina versus Edmonton, and I think Carolina is going to be hoisting the cup with Mistash Fetchnikov uh, winning the consmite. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give my consmite. Oh um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I got Tampa Bay winning, and I'm going to give it to uh, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. No, you know what? No, narrative base. Excuse me. Steven Stamkos. Uh, the, the Canadian media is going to want uh, Stammer to get his uh, his turn. So it's uh, Steven Stamkos. Stammer's hammer, baby. Yeah. The home of my fantasy team. All right. Um, that's basically it for this NHL preview show. Uh, thank you for listening. Hayden, I know you got to run. Where can the people follow you? uh on instagram and twitter at hayden underscore barton uh sorry boys and sorry people uh maybe it'll be the last time from hearing from me love you guys deuces all right uh ian where can the people follow everything that you're doing i'm not doing a whole lot uh you can follow me on instagram uh at ian mcnaughty um and at syp pod uh i've been busy just because of my uh my my career change not career change but you know promotion and uh yeah go follow the brand uh follow myself uh scott might be doing selections again this weekend i don't know um just do a follow what's a follow what's a follow worth to people exactly right yeah exactly exactly well, um, this was a massive, this is a big show, but you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Head to the YouTube, subscribe there, watch all podcasts on video form, and leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast helps grow the show. Big preview show, over two hours long, but it'll be a really great season, and I hope you guys enjoy enjoy everything it'll be it'll be a fucking great time but ian thanks for joining us thanks for taking time thanks for sitting in the fucking cactus club um to record this i appreciate it but people will see you on friday for kbnr episode peace